lecture at a conference in Eisenstadt at the invitation of the University of Vienna on the subject, the U-boats, individual cases of resistance. U-boats being a name that those who had gone underground in the Nazi period gave themselves. Significantly, this lecture was not published because, and I am sure of this, my mother didn't want it to appear in print. She had given away a good deal of herself in it, probably more than she had intended. This was the first and last time she spoke in public on the subject. In the lecture, she confined herself to survival in Berlin, adding, for the benefit of her audience, this has the advantage of my being able to draw on my own experience, and where I quote others, I can also criticize the sources from an insider's point of view. She devoted a good deal of space in her lecture to Dr. Benno Heller and his wife, Irmgart and will have been directly influenced by the interview mentioned before, which she had given only a little while earlier. I would not admit, being a historian myself, that I couldn't get my own mother to talk about her life. And so, on 26 December 1997, without any warning, I put a tape recorder on the table in my parents' apartment and said, You've always been meaning to tell your story. Go ahead rather taken aback, but also, excitedly, my mother began recording her memories up to May 1945 on 77 tapes in chronological order. The recordings followed strict rules, they were continuous, and I did not interrupt her narrative with questions. The clarity of structure was remarkable. My mother could pick up the thread of her story precisely, going on from the end of a previous session that had lasted sixty or often even ninety minutes. In parallel, I did my own research to check her facts. I always told her about it, especially when I came upon several people of the same name, and sorting them out was difficult. She found this extremely interesting, and was particularly glad when my research confirmed what she herself had said. Our sessions, although interrupted again and again by time that she spent in hospital, went on until 4 September. Some of the recordings were even done in hospital. The last was only a few days before her death. Marie Zimon died on 16 September, 1998. It is particularly obvious in the last recordings that her powers were waning and one can sense the effort it cost her to dictate her memories. Next, the tapes had to be typed out, and then the transcript, some 900 pages, lay fallow for some time, because the copy had to be compared with the sound recordings, and I could not face that directly after my mother's death. The writer and journalist Irina Strautenwart, with whom I have worked for many years on various projects for exhibitions, finally, and with sensitive feeling for the original, turned the long transcript into a self-contained text. The manuscript of this book by Marie Yalovich Zimon. I can hear my mother's voice in every line of the present work. Preparing the manuscript entailed not only identifying the most important of the astonishing wealth of details and characters that my mother had remembered— and finding the narrative thread that was always present in my mother's mind, however far she sometimes deviated from it. The events that she described also had to be exactly reconstructed. Now and then, for instance, she either did not know a precise date or had forgotten it. 
The places, names, and characters that featured in her memories were to be found in old address books or the files of a number of different authorities. Many people helped to search various archives. Often it was only through this work of reconstruction that we understood the whole story she was telling. And at the same time, we kept acknowledging, in retrospect, that Marie Zimon was right and really had said all that was necessary on a given subject. In the fifteen years since her death, my own researches into hundreds of names, addresses, and lives have shown that my mother remembered almost every detail correctly. I concluded my research work just before writing this forward. Only a part of what I found is included in the Index of Names. Describing the course of my research would make a book in itself, including, for instance, the account of how I found the descendants of Hans Gohl.